I want to thank the Alexander Funeral Home for their participation and the grace that they have demonstrated to this family. And as we prepare to engage in worship, let me say that again, as we prepare to engage in worship, we certainly want to give God the glory, honor, and praise. Um, we, of course, want to thank each and every one of you for maintaining the social distance and adhering to the protocols that we have here at the St. Paul Church. Um, we take this pandemic seriously. And so uh, we don't want the homegoing celebration of our beloved to become a homegoing celebration for somebody else. And so we take this very seriously. So thank you all for your adherence as far as this pandemic is concerned. Um, Reverend Brenda Richardson, my um, minister of Christian education, is going to come and she's going to lead us with call to worship and invocation. Um, as far as the opening hymn is concerned, I'm going to ask that my gifted brother Quintrell Burrell, that Reverend Dr. Quintrell Burrell, would just sing that song until you get happy. Amen. And then um, uh, we'll move forward as far as the rest of the program that will be guided by uh, Reverend Brenda Richardson. Um, it is my hope and prayer that as we move forward, uh, for those that would be participating on program, you should have your own mic. Uh, we want to make sure that each and every one of you who will be uh, reading a scripture or saying a prayer or giving acknowledgments slash condolences that you have your own mic. Uh, again, that is for safety uh, as far as these times are concerned. That being said, um, at this particular time, uh, Reverend Richardson, would you come give us our call to worship and uh, let's do all that we can to give uplift to this family uh, in their time of loss. name. Lord, you are the maker of all things, and you are even the maker of this day. So God, break this moment up and let it be a testament of a life well lived. Make this day and all of this time be in honor of our sister and bring comfort to her family in a mighty, mighty way. There is a waiting congregation waiting to fill your spirit. So Holy Spirit, come. Saturate every person here. We're not isolated from you, Holy Spirit. So come and drench this family with your love. God, we thank you for this moment. Touch everyone that is here. 
bless them in a mighty, mighty way. This is our prayer. Can you join me in an amen? Amen. amen. And amen.
us, we will sing and shout the victory. reading by Dr. Quintrell Burrell, followed by our New Testament reading by Reverend William Starnes, and then the prayer of comfort in that order. And the people of God said, Amen. Our Old Testament scripture reading comes from Psalm 73, verses 23 to 26, reading from the English Standard Version. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our New Testament scripture, we're taking from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I shall come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, Amen. the Amen. truth, and the life. Yes. No yes. man cometh to the Father but by me. Amen. God's word for God's people. Praise God. Let us bow at the prayer of God. 
holy and all wise God. We come before you on this day of home going for this our dear sister. Lord, we pray that blessings upon this family that they will have strength in these days going forth. Lord, we know that times are going to be hard. Times are going to be lonely. But the songwriter says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, what a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. So God, we come today saying to this family, let not your heart be troubled, but reach out to your Father which is in heaven. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you've done, for all that you're going to do. And after we leave this ceremony, let us not forget the family members. Give them a call. Go by. Say a word of comfort. Because they need you now more than ever. So Lord, we just thank you and praise you and give you all the honor and glory. This is our prayer for Christ's sake. And God's people said amen. 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 And amen. Like a real- 
Judge Meadows, Carday Knight, and Carolyn Ginyard. You will find a mic right to my, and you'll be ready to get Judge Meadows. Amen. Good afternoon. First of all, it gives me great honor and great pleasure to stand before you all and speak of my sister-in-law, Sister Lorraine Cooper. And like the songwriter say, may the life I live speak for me. And we know that she surely had a bright, shining light. 
And as I saw on the stream here, I looked at her and seen the date. 1965 made me think about the day in Charlotte when we had the old Queen City Classic. When all the black schools would come to the stadium and see the football game between West Charlotte and Second Ward. I didn't graduate from Second Ward. I went to J.H. Gilman. We always sit on the Second Ward side because we was on the east side of Charlotte. But nevertheless, and looking at it again, brought back memories when the rain I was talking, I said, well, this December 18, 1945, she would be 75, and this December 18, I'll be 73, born in 47. And she always said because she got twin sisters out there, and I married to one of them, Lizzie and Lula, they was born in December also, which make them Capricorn, and Lorraine would say, Judge, we are Sagittarius, we are smarter than they are. And uh, we had a conversation about that at the Golden Corral because myself and Lizzie and uh, Geneva and uh, Letha, we'd meet at the Golden Corral. I was the only veteran there, so I signed them up to be in the Marine Corps so they could have a meal with me. We always ate. And one thing about Lorraine, and we talking, and she said, Judge, I like pig. And we knew that because when we had them eating over there at Mom's house, Thanksgiving and Christmas, Lorraine would always bring some pig. And she did a job on some of that part of the pig that we don't use to eat. But when she fixed them, all of them ate some of that pig. She did a real good job on it and made that good potato salad. I remember that, but one more thing I like about Lorraine, even when she was married to Brother Leon Cooper, and we called him Chuck. When you get those two together, and you're talking about some fun and some laughter, you will not be sad. Those were two of the most humorous people, one, two of the most humorous people that I met in my life to have fun. And if you're sitting down and you're sad and you're not saying anything, they know how to perk you up. And that's very important. They had that kind of relationship, and that was a godly relationship. And I also couldn't mind last week after we went to see Sister Lorraine, my wife and I had a chance to talk to her. I thank God for that because I really wanted to see and talk to her. And I thank God for allowing it to happen. And I uh, say this, but just like you have a physical change, you got a spiritual, ch spiritual change. Now, out of the eight sisters, there's one length missing. The chain is not broken. You know, when we was cut up as a child and the chain, if a link was broken, what we do, connect it back together. So the change, the spiritual chain is not broken, just linked back together. There's not seven of you sisters, but there's, there's not eight, but there's seven. And that's another for full normal, for fearman, a good normal, seven. And I'm not going to say a whole lot to just the fact that Lorraine was a good living Christian and she was a dedicated person and she loved her family because she always loved to put the life and the humor, whether we were doing the Christmas time or during the Thanksgiving time or out in the summertime, the park or whatever, and she was a lovely person. And sisters and to the family, she will be missed graciously a whole lot, and I miss her. And I mean it for real, I miss her. And y'all are some great ladies. I brag about these eight sisters, y'all, around my family and friends, about how close they are. I said, if you ever get in an argument with one of them, you got all of them. I said, we brother-in-law, when we start arguing, we just need to go outside the door because you can't win. Sister Lorraine was a good, loving person. Thank you.
afternoon, everyone. Um, as one of the only great nieces in the family, my parents used to send me to stay with my aunts all the time. And I kind of never knew which one, but I would always feel like, why is my parents in this room sending me to stay with these old people? But as an adult, I cherish those moments because I have lessons from each and all of my aunts that I hold dear. And the biggest lesson <laughs> I have from Lorraine is always stay true to yourself and never be afraid to speak your mind. And if anyone who knows Lorraine knows, she didn't have a problem giving you a piece of her mind. And it wasn't always PG-13, but you knew how she felt. And that's something that's important, especially in this era when they tend to silence the black voice. She gave me that strength to not be afraid to say what's on my mind and to be true to who I am. And that is something that I will hold dear. Um, she's a character within herself. Everybody was Bubba. Everybody, you know, felt that love and that light, and that's what's needed. And this family is going to be a little dimmer without that laughter, and it is a little weird. Um, we all know that the sisters are a giant chain, and they're going to keep this family together. And even though Lorraine is gone, we still need the rest of y'all to still be there and to help keep us together. So never lose that light. Never forget who she is. And y'all know y'all can always call on me if y'all need me. First, give an honor to Dr. Scott, Quilted Associates, to these seven sisters. I really appreciate you asking me to say remarks about Lorraine. First of all, we bonded like sisters. Do you remember those Saturday nights at our aunts and uncles, Aunt Rachel, Uncle Perry? What a wonderful time we had there. There was good food, TLC. Lots and lots of love and plenty of noise. Now, I don't know uh, that I knew Lorraine the way that Judge did, but at that time, you could hardly hear Lorraine above a whisper, but she probably was listening to the rest of us. There's the baby down there. Judge mentioned age, so when I talked to Lizzie, we were trying to figure out out of all of us, all of us, eight girls, and then me, I'm their cousin. We were trying to figure out who's the oldest. So we finally figured it was Letha. So today I see it's me. And all I can say is see what he brought us from. We're all adults and we made it. And all I can say is thank you, Jesus. Because we went through a lot, but we really bonded, enjoyed our childhood, enjoyed our families, I'm their cousin by marriage. Their uncle married my aunt, but you would know no difference. They treated us all the same, vacations, uh, staycations, you name it. They were there for us. Even the mom was there for us. She would be included. We would never get together without Miss Henrietta. Never, never, never. So just to say that to let you know how we bonded as sisters, more or less. 
I thought of these words to describe her. And again, I didn't see that jovial side of her when she was young, but she probably was so busy listening to us. She loved the Lord, first of all. She loved her pastor. She loved St. Paul Baptist Church, and she loved you girls with a passion. She was a private person, independent, and very unselfish. I was invited to her new apartment in St. Paul's Senior Building, and oh my, she was so proud to be close to the church and be able to participate in all activities with her family. Being the private person that she was, when her health challenges came, she kept it all to herself. When Sister Geneva saw things were not what they should be right away, she took her to have her needs addressed. At that point, the team was contacted, and you talking about the love, such love. The rotation started, and I'm not saying one day, one week, we're talking months. It never changed. Months. This went on. Geneva is the leader. She can make us do anything she wants us to do. I remember last year, uh, Duke Power had a problem. My heat was out. And Geneva found out somehow, some way. Before I knew it, Geneva was on the road, on the way to my house. Geneva is our rock. And that's not going to change. Um, before everything ended, the virus took place. That made a great change in what we did. The virus took place. The only way anyone could see her would be through that glass window. And as frustrated I was, I didn't want to go see her through the glass window. So I asked Geneva, I said, how are things with our patient? The reply, she's okay. She just doesn't want us to be sick. How unselfish. Always thinking of others. That was Lorraine. Very unselfish. We will surely miss Lorraine, but we know that she's now resting in the arms of her Lord and Savior. I pray blessings on you, family, sisters, brother-in-laws, whoever. We still must stick together because in days like this, Sometimes we feel like we have no one, but believe me, there's hope. God promised never to leave us or forsake us. We know that his word is true, and he will be there for us. May God bless you and keep you, family, and you will continually be in my prayers, and I hope we will always be sisters, always. My older sister is deceased. And we, uh, then, too, we all were such close family members. So, Geneva, we're still a family, okay? Thank you. Amen. Let's put our hands together for everyone that spoke on behalf of Miss Lorraine Cooper. I feel like I know her just a little bit better. Amen? Amen. I would like to give acknowledgments on behalf of the family of Ms. Cooper. The family of Ms. Lorraine Cooper would like to let you know that they are sincerely appreciative of all of your understanding, your prayers, and all of your many acts of kindness that you've shown them before their bereavement and even now. 
They would also like to say a special thanks to the staff at the Royal Park of Matthews Rehabilitation and Health Center Hospice and Palliative Care, and to the St. Paul Church family and for the services that have been rendered uh, for this family thus far, and also to Alexander Funeral Home. They would also like to thank everyone that is present today, thanking you for everything that you've done in memory and for support for them in the missing of their loved one, their sister. But let this not be the last day. Let this not be the last day that you call on them. Let this not be the last day that you check on them and make sure that they are doing well. Because today is a day, tomorrow will be another and another and another. And the weeping continues, so help them dry their tears. Can we commit to do that? Amen? Amen. God bless you. We will continue on in our worship. We will have another selection by Dr. Burrell. And then we'll be followed by our eulogy by Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott, our pastor. Can you give me an amen? Amen. And I, I lift, I lift my hand. 
and seek what it is that the Lord would have for us to know. I want to thank Reverend Brenda Richardson for providing leadership as far as this worshipful moment is concerned. Uh, to the program participants, particularly uh, Reverend Stearns and my friend and brother, Dr. Quintrell Burrell, the pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church. To all of those who gave wonderful tributes uh, to Sister Lorraine. Uh, want to thank our ushers for being on point, being dutiful. Uh, Sister Deborah Dalton for providing leadership as far as our audio ministry is concerned to our missionaries that are here uh, representing the missionary ministry here at the church. For all of you, I, I will admit that trying to celebrate the life and legacy of a dearly departed one during this time of the pandemic is weird and it's hard. It's weird and it's hard in the sense that for many of us, we cannot do the normal sense of care and compassion that we would want to. When you have to look at someone through a plexiglass rather than hold their hands. My Lord. Um, when you can't go and visit someone like you want to because of this pandemic. Um, and unfortunately, at this current moment, things aren't getting better. My Lord. In fact, they're getting worse. 
I do want to say to the family of Sister Lorraine that uh, our pastor emeritus, uh, Dr. Drummond and his wife send their regards. I talked to them prior to coming into the sanctuary and they want you to know that they're praying for you and with you. I want to, for the time that is mine, because um, we got to get to the cemetery, um, I want to call your attention to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Many of you um, that I'm looking at right now, I know you've been in church for more than five minutes. And so you're familiar with this passage of scripture where Kohelet, uh writes about it's a time to do this and it's a time to do that. Verses 1 through 8. But I want to focus on just one verse for the time that is mine, and it reads like this. A time to gain and a time to lose. I'll stop right there. And I just want to talk about, just for a moment, your loss is Lorraine's gain. All right, preach, Pastor. Your loss is Lorraine's gain. Sister Lorraine Cooper was called from this earthly realm into eternity on November the 6th, 2020. And we got to admit that 2020 certainly has not been a year of vision. Have mercy. More so than it has been a year of chaos and confusion. And yet, despite her transition from life temporal to life eternal, one of the things that we are assured of is her faith and her resolve to make Jesus Christ her Lord and Savior. She made that public confession of faith under the pastoral leadership of Dr. James Wirtz here at St. Paul Church and then worked valiantly and vigilantly under the leadership of Dr. Paul Drummond, where she served on the usher ministry. One of the things that has been stated as far as your remarks are concerned and as far as what I have gained from her siblings is that she was a caring person. You can't be a caregiver without having compassion and concern for somebody else. All right. She serves her patients with duty and diligence, compassion and concern. God knows in times like this, we need more people who have some sense of compassion as far as their, um, their personality is concerned because we're living in a world right now where people really don't care for one another like they should. Come on, come on. She has deep roots here at the St. Paul Church. As many of her siblings are very active in the life of St. Paul. Uh, ranging from her sister Geneva Walker serving as one of our deacons to her other sisters serving in various ministries here at the church. My first awareness of Sister Cooper was over the last few years of her life. Sickness had taken over her being and had racked her body to the point where she could not move with the vim and vitality that she was accustomed. 
I got to see her when she was in the hospital over a year or so ago. I was at CMC uh, checking on one of our disciples and I saw her sister coming down and I'm going like, what are you doing here? She said, my sister Lorraine is in ICU. I said, give me her room number. I'm going to go and visit her right now. And I went up there and had prayer. And of course, these wonderful women have kept me updated on her condition. Went and had prayer with her. And of course, we know that God knows how to move the way that God knows how to move. We wanted one thing. But God gave something else. Yes, sir. Uh, we wanted healing on this side, but God gave her ultimate healing on the other side. Amen. And of course, at this time, our hearts may be heavy. And we grieve with all of you who have come from near and far in these pandemic times to remember and to reflect upon the life and legacy of your dearly departed Lorraine. The scripture that I've read for you today particularly verses 1 through 8, would be read in its entirety at a time like this. And, and it may seem somewhat strange that I offer this particular scripture at this particular time. And it's strange because when you look at the writing of Ecclesiastes, even though it talks about a time to be born and a time to die, a time to pl plan, a time to retreat, one of the things that many of us don't like to deal with is loss and death. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what we have to understand is that when it comes to loss and death on this side, that when you know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of your sin, what seems like a negative on this side becomes a positive in God's crediting account. All right, all right. And so, as I share with you right now, I want you to understand that the writer of Koheleth, the writer of Ecclesiastes, wants us to understand that life is not just a simple activity. Mm. Judge Meadows, life involves what is called the dialectic. It involves uh, what is called the thesis and the antithesis. Mm. Uh, it, it, it involves opposites. And, and here is a time for me to remind you that we have loss as well as gain. Yes, sir. When you think about your time with Sister Lorraine Cooper, there were times of laughter and there were times of tears. Uh, life is a mixture of the bright and the dark. Life is a mixture of sunny days and stormy nights. Life is a mixture of mountain peaks and valley depths. And the wise person will learn to accept the bad as well as the good. A wise person will learn to deal with the light as well as the dark. Why? Because it is part of God's order of things. And so what I want to set up just for the next five minutes before we get ready to head to the cemetery is that when we look at this, we know that this is our setting right now, this antithesis, a time to lose and a 
time to gain. And we gather here to reflect upon the life and the love and the legacy of Sister Lorraine because what we think is our worst loss has become heaven's gain. Yes, sir. Uh, in the meantime, consider all that Sister Lorraine Cooper has had to deal with as far as the remnant of her life is concerned. Think about all the changes that she went through. Think about all the stuff that she had to put away. And I do believe that there are a few of you all who will be able to testify that you are tired of seeing your beloved suffer. That's right. But the routine and order of ups and downs and highs and lows does not rule out how God is able to work all things out for our good according to his riches and glory. Yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but I need to let you know that Sister Lorraine Cooper and all that she has gone through has not been an accident. And neither is her transition from life temporal to life eternity. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. And as long as the Lord's tarry, that sooner or later all of us will go the same way that Sister Lorraine Cooper has gone. However, if you don't have your business fixed, all of us may not wind up in the same place talk, talk, talk. As, as Sister Sister Cooper. So, so what is God trying to say to us in this sixth verse, this sixth verse clause A? Uh, that seasons of life are under the sovereign care of God. Mm -hmm. And because it's under God's sovereign care, I want you to know, family, that God is your comfort. God is your anchor. Yeah. God is your strength. And as you gather to experience one of life's most difficult moments, you can have the blessed assurance that you're not going through what you're going through by yourself. Yes. A time to get and a time to lose. I, I want to, if I could, just let you know what it is that you need to gain at this moment so you can shout and give God glory. All right. Uh, first of all, when we talk about gaining, you need to gather together your memory of the time you had with Sister Lorraine. Uh -huh. Your memory is a gift from God. Yes, sir. And although our memory should never be a hitching post to which we tie up or ignore the present reality, I want you to know that you got to think about those good times you had with Sister Lorraine. Yeah. The memory of Sister Lorraine should never be the anchor which holds you back. But it ought to be that power that pushes you forward to trust in God implicitly. Yes, sir. Claim those good memories. Mm -hmm. Smile about the times you had. Think about how God sustained each and every one of you. Your memory of Sister Lorraine Cooper is a precious gift from God. And I just remember how Judge Meadows and how Sister Carolyn Ginyard and how her niece, uh, Cardi Knight, talked about those memories of being with Sister Cooper. Gain that and reflect upon that, but don't stay there because God has something else for you. Come on. Thank God for the memories, but I also want you to gather this present moment. Mm -hmm. This is tough, y'all. Sisters, I know you wish that there would have been another outcome. I know you wish that God would have stretched his healing hand down 
touched her body and restored her back to what she had been. I know you wish things could have been a different way, but I want you to know that God is too wise to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. God is too just to treat us wrong. Yes, sir. And what I've discovered is that all the earthly accoutrements cannot touch what God has for us in the great beyond. I, I, I want you to know, I want you to know that money cannot satisfy your eternal yearnings. I want you to know that your education cannot satisfy your eternal yearnings. I want you to know that whatever Sister Cooper has left behind cannot satisfy your eternal yearnings. I want you to sit in this moment, cry if you must, grieve if you must, ask God the question why, because the God we serve is big enough to handle whatever you're going through. Yes, sir. Don't ever think. Don't ever think that God is intimidated by your question. Don't ever think that God backs down because you don't understand why things don't go the way they go. I'm here to let you know right now, a God that ain't big enough to handle your questions ain't big enough to be your God. Ah, yes, uh, so you gather your memories, you gather this present moment, but I also want you to gather your faith. Yeah, yeah. I want you to gather your faith. Now, this is transition. For those of us who know Jesus Christ and the part of our sin, because I want you to understand that even in the midst of this loss, God is with you. Yeah. God has not abandoned you. God is not punishing you yeah. through the pain you feel right now. Uh -huh. This is where your faith has to kick in. Yes, this is where you got to understand that God is trying to give you strength yeah. and courage and hope and tenacity and perseverance for the wounds you experience right now. Right now, you got to exercise your faith in Jesus Christ. Right now, you got to say, the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear right now? You got to put your trust in the one who is the resurrection and the life. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can't see how God moves as far as your existential reality is concerned, but you can see the tracks of God as far as your life is concerned. Can I tell y'all why you got to have faith? And can I tell you what kind of faith you need to employ right now? You got to have faith because if you're saved, that's the only way you got saved. You got to have faith because if you're saved, the Bible says, for by grace have we been saved through faith, not of ourselves, lest any man, woman, boy, or girl should boast. So guess what? If you are crazy enough to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then be crazy enough to trust that God will get you through this. He may not come when you want him, but I believe I got about seven of y'all. I may eight that will testify. He's always on time. So you got to gather, you got to gather your memory. You got to gather this present moment. You got to gather your faith. I'm done now, but you also need to gather your joy. Um, joy. Reverend, what, what you talking about joy? You got to gather your joy. See, see, you want to know why I said you got to gather your joy? Because if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, uh, 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 if you don't understand who Jesus Christ is, you can't have joy at this time. See, 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 a sinner 
can't understand how I as a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ is telling you to have joy. That, that in the midst of your pain, I'm telling you to have joy. In the midst of your tears, I'm telling you to have joy. In the midst of your grief, I'm telling you to have joy. Why can I tell you to have joy? Because the joy of knowing that death is not the end. But that death is a transition from time temporal to time eternal. And when you know who God is in the pardon of your sin, you can claim this joy. This joy is real. It, it, it ain't a fabricated it, it, emotion. It ain't a fabricated emotion. Uh, I know many of y'all ain't been in church uh, uh, since March. And, and I know many of y'all are just, just, even at a funeral, you just happen to be among some folks beside your family and your friends. But, but watch this, watch this. That even at this moment, uh, you can still have joy. Uh, 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 the, the, the writer, the writer, the writer. I'm, I, I'm, I'm at a funeral. And I know I should not be getting it. Uh, um, um, I, I know I should not be be doing all of this, uh, 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 Sister Lizzie. I know I, I know I should not be behaving uh, 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 like this, but but this dude on this organ messing with me. Uh, 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 Ecclesiastes said that, that that there's a time uh, to be born, and. Uh, there's a time to die. Uh, y'all got to excuse me. My Mississippi done slipped out. Uh, but every now and then, uh, you need to understand uh, that in the midst of uh, the dialectic of life, uh, that God uh, has promised to be with us. Uh, so today, family, I want to remind you uh, that whatever you're dealing with, uh, claim your joy. Uh, joy. Uh, in the midst of your sorrow joy in the midst of your tears joy in the midst of a funeral joy in the midst of a burial joy in the midst of crying joy in the midst of death why should I have joy I didn't tell you to be happy but I told you to have joy. Why? Because happiness uh, is dependent upon uh, what's happening. Uh, but joy uh, comes from another realm. Uh, joy ain't of this world. Uh, can I preach it the way that I feel it? Uh, you want to know I tell you to have joy. Uh, because when I look at uh, all the hell black folks been through, uh, the only reason we've been able uh, survive, uh, put a smile on our face, uh, put some pep in our step, uh, put some stride in our glide, uh, is because we had joy, uh, and joy uh, did not come from this world, uh, Nehemiah says uh, that the joy of the Lord uh, is my strength, uh, can I bless you real good, uh, I'll see you all later, uh, but the songwriter said, uh, this joy that I you glad that you can have joy? Do I have anybody in the midst of a funeral? Do I have anybody in the midst of a casket bearing? Do I have anybody in the house right now that ain't afraid to give God praise? Lift up your hands. 
everybody with the exception of the family if you would stand at this time family y'all forgive me I didn't mean to get over exuberant God, we thank you for the life and legacy of Sister Lorraine Cooper. We pray, oh God, that you give this family the comfort they need. Bring them together even closer in strength, love, and unity. That one cannot fall without the other. Help them realize, God, as they lean and depend upon each other, they're leaning and dependent upon you. Now unto him who is able to give you joy in the name of our Father, his Christ, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. We're going to ask that if we can get uh, some ladies that will come and be flower, flower bearers, we're going to ask that those that are pallbearers,
if you would come down to the front at this time as we prepare to process out all of those who will be serving as pallbearers, could you come at this time? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going? Who shall show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl can come to the Father except by me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord that I may seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. Dr. Burrell, you go ahead and bless us with song. Some glad morning when this life is over I'll fly 